good Tuesday morning, everybody. It is the 14th of December, and my title today is The Awe from Heaven. It's not so much a horrible scandal these days when a couple gets married and perhaps she's pregnant or has babies or has babies from another marriage. Now, Fifty years ago, it was far more complicated, especially if the couple were Christian believers and gave the old tongue waggers in the church something juicy to wag their tongues about. However, centuries ago, it would be unthinkable. So when Mary told Joseph that she was pregnant before the marriage, it was a huge deal. And if it were found out, Mary could have been stoned to death by the radical religious right called the Pharisees. For things to go as the Father had planned, and to make sure things went as smoothly as possible, the very first thing was to get Mary on board. She was a virgin, and certainly news this scandalous needed some convincing to be done for Mary. So God dispatches the angel Gabriel, who stands in the presence of the Lord, and he comes to speak to Mary. Not just any angel could handle this delicate matter, but Gabriel was sent on two missions. First, he appeared to Zechariah, who was an old man serving God in the temple, and told him his wife was going to have a son even though both of them were quite elderly, and his wife had always been barren, but not no more. And just to make things interesting, he took Zechariah's ability to speak away from him until his son John was born. Now let me insert a note here. You might not know this. All this upheaval is beginning to happen following Israel's not having heard from God for 400 years. Zip, nada, nothing from on high. No prophets, no angels, no pillar of fire by night, nor pillar of cloud by day, to let everyone know that God was still around. And these 400 years are called the intertestamental period between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Till Gabe appears to Zechariah. Now think about that. We've only been a nation for 245 years. But I digress. For his next mission, when the time was right, Gabriel appeared to Mary, a virgin girl in Nazareth, who was engaged to Joseph. And he tells you these words, quote, Greetings, you who are Highly favored, the Lord is with you, end quote. Now, that'd be great news to anyone. She learns that for some reason she was highly favored and that the Lord was with her. And then comes the news that Israel had been waiting to hear for hundreds of years. She is told, and I quote, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great 
and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. If it had been today, <laughs> she'd probably say, can I get that in writing? No, she, she accepted the news from Gabriel, and she simply said these words, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. It is the moment that heaven has been waiting for ever since Adam and Eve got evicted from Eden. God told them someone would be sent to them and he would crush the head of the serpent. Little did they know that this agent from God would be the Son of God himself. And he sneaks into humanity undercover or under, under covers or wrapped in swaddling clothes, however you want to say it. Uh, but he's a baby. And an actual real human baby brought into the world exactly like you and I were born. Heaven was in awe of that and waiting for it for a long time. And we should be in awe of it as well. Imagine the scene in heaven as the angels watched all this unfold, waiting for hundreds of years, wondering how God was going to begin to fix this mess that was happening on the earth. He, he even sent a choir of angels to sing and wake up the shepherds. And he even brought wise men from the east with gifts, and they found the correct address partially because of a supernatural star that guided them to it. Now, Paul writes about this, and he says some interesting words. Quote, but when the fullness of time came, the fullness of time, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive adoption as sons and daughters. Because you are sons and daughters, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Now, I'd like you to do something with me. Christmas can often be a very wonderful time of year. If you can be with your family, and if you like your family, where gifts are given and received and we show one another that we love each other. Unfortunately, that's not the case for everyone. Absence from family because there has been a divorce or separation can create much pain and sorrow. Or, I don't know, maybe you live in Kentucky, recently hit by a tornado and everything you had has fallen into a heap of junk. Perhaps a loved one has died, either from natural causes or even COVID-19. Christmas is a time to be in awe that Christ became a man to die for our sins. However, for many, life at this time can be awful instead of awe-filled. I urge you 
this year to think about who's around you who needs to be shown love, who has needs for the essential things of life instead of fancy presents in a pretty box, who needs to be reaffirmed that you love them and that you're thankful God has brought them into your life. Or perhaps we need to leave our gift at the altar and to go and make amends to those our foolish actions have wounded. But do not overlook the awe of this remembrance of the Son of God being born in a manger in the fullness of time. This is John Doyle. It's an awe-filled time of the year. Just rejoice in the fact that you know Christ and he came and died for you. God bless you, my friends. Take care and goodbye.